Thank you, praise team, for leading us to Jesus on this Wednesday evening. I welcome all of you, by the way, of Internet. Our online service this evening is so very, very important since we're not able to gather into the house of God. Let me ask you before we do anything else, right where you are, wherever you may be this evening, I trust you would take time and let's remember some people in prayer. Brother Alvin Leach is in the hospital, one of the dear elders of our church. Brother Claven Ship has been in the hospital also. And there are many that are sick that need a touch of God. And I would like for us to rise up in prayer and believe that God is going to heal and to protect and take care of all that are sick. God can put a hand upon Louisiana and upon America and upon the world. We believe that. We talked Sunday about having no fear but having faith in God. For He has not given us a spirit of fear but of peace and of love and of a sound mind. So I want you to pray with me right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray the prayer of faith over those who are not able to be in the house of God all over this city tonight, all over this parish. I pray for our families. I pray God protection. I pray for Brother Alvin Leach, Brother Claven Ship, others that are in the hospital. I pray for those, Lord, who have already contacted this terrible virus. And I pray for healing in their body. I pray, God, that you would touch America, that you would touch our land, that you would minister as only you can. Our faith is in you, Lord. Our trust is in you today. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. I hope you're having church at home, in your living rooms, in your kitchen, wherever you're gathered. I hope you've gathered your family together this evening. Since this is the first time that I can ever remember that we have chartered these waters. And so it's new for all of us. But we're going to, we're going to be as normal as we can and try to bring you the word of the Lord here this evening. I would like to take opportunity to tell you and take a, make a couple of announcements. Sunday we will be online at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. We'll have worship just like we did tonight. We'll have preaching. We'll have a great time. Who says that you can't have church the way we're having it tonight? Now, our preference is to be all of us here together and to worship God together. But when we can't do that, the building is not the church. The church is you, and you are at home worshiping God as the church. So Sunday will be a very special time again. I know there's some things planned this week for our youth, and uh, Brother Chase Hoyt will be speaking to you by way of internet. Get on that CLC student page and pay attention to what is going on, and he'll be giving some things to you in the way of devotions and some fun time, and even though we can't gather here, we're still going to have church without coming to church. Amen. So those things are important. I would remind you, too, that we ask you, we're taking an offering right now. We're going to believe, God, that you will give. And you're not here in person, but there are three ways to give. You'll see that on your screen, and uh, it's on our screens here. 
There's three ways to give. You can give online by going to clcmonroe.org. You can text to give to the number on your screen, 318-301-3601. Just fill out a few forms there or one form there and put in a few lines and it'll tell you exactly what to do. And if you can't do that, mail your tithe and your offering to 6680 Frontage Road, Monroe, 71202. Now, when, when we're not here to give, we have to give by other means, and we certainly don't want you to miss your blessing to give. Give and be faithful to God's kingdom. I want to, you'll hear me say more about some of this this evening. I, we already had this lesson, but boy, does it fit this evening. We already was prepared to teach this lesson, but there's some things in it today that are going to bless you if you'll listen for the next few minutes. So let's indulge into the Word of the Lord today. Thank you for tuning in. Just worship wherever you are, and let's have church together. Amen? The last few weeks we've been doing a, a uh, series on miracles happen. And this church believes that miracles happen. We have covered the subjects of the miracle of deliverance, the miracle of healing, and the miracle of protection over the last three Wednesday nights. This Wednesday night, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about the miracle of provision. What a great subject to talk about on this Wednesday since God, we are, we are totally depending upon God during this crisis upon our land and in our world. Let me talk to you this, this evening just very blunt and very plain, if I may, because I do believe that God is the God of provision. Like most people, you and I both, we all live in times, through times of good and through times of bad. And we live through times that sometimes in life money can be tight, uh, you may be a single parent on a limited income raising multiple kids. You, you may have, be to the place where one fellow said his uh, money ran out long before his month did. And, and that may be a, where you are. You may be a six-figure income person, but your income is strong, but your expenses are high. You may be dealing with life as it really is, and we all understand that. There's college debt, there's medical bills, there's insurance, there's braces for the kids, there's kids' activities, and on and on the story goes for every family because we are all just sometimes consumed with the things that hit us. But I want to preach to you for just a few minutes or teach to you or whatever you want to call it tonight, in, uh, and I want to talk about God's provision in our life because here's what I believe, and I I hope you'll look because we downloaded a study guide for you where you can have these notes and you can either print them out or save them on your phone. But here's what I want to tell you. In every story of need, there is a miracle of provision in the Scriptures. If you go study the Word of God, you will find many, many times when there are, there are needs that need to be met and God miraculously provided the need of that time. There was a time on the hillside. I stood on that hillside not long ago, maybe a year ago now, in, uh, in the land of Israel, where thousands of people were gathered on a hillside. And Jesus was teaching. 
and people got hungry. The story was that Jesus looked at his disciples and said, you need to feed these people. And they didn't have any food. And they said, Lord, we we don't have anything, but here's one little boy. And he has five loaves of bread and two fish. And he said, bring it to me. And and the provision of 5,000 that day was that the Lord took a small amount of fish and a small amount of bread and he began to multiply it and break it and bless it and hand it out. And when everybody had eaten and everybody was full, I'm here to tell you that there were 12 baskets full of fragments, things left over. Let me tell you something. I don't know what you believe, but it could it be that God made believers out of his apostles that day, his disciples that day, and he said to them, go pick up the fragments. And when they did, it was 12 baskets full. Could it be, could it possibly be the reason there was 12 baskets full because they all had doggy bags to take home to prove the miracles of God? I can't say that scripture, but it's a pretty good thought. So God can take care of the thousands with loaves and fishes. Remember when the prophet Elisha talked to the widow who was starving and didn't know what was going to be in the future and was afraid for her life? And so he asked her a simple question. He said, what do you have in your house? What do you have? And she said, I don't have anything but a little cruise of oil. I don't have anything. A small jar of oil is all I have. He told her to do this. And she went and gathered up containers from her neighbors and around the neighborhood. And she brought them in. And ladies and gentlemen, could I tell you on this Wednesday evening that the woman that had nothing, when she put her faith in what the man of God told her to do and began to pour the oil, the more she poured, the more it was. And every container was full and running over because God is the provider. When you don't know how you're going to make it, let me tell you, God knows how you're going to make it. I read a scripture in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus was teaching the Sermon on the Mount. And he began to talk to the people. And he said to them, look, why are you worried about what you wear? I clothe the lilies of the field. Why are you worried about what you're going to eat? I feed the sparrows of the air. I, I take care of that. And then he said this. He said, if you will seek the kingdom of God first, all of these things will be added unto you. You talk about a promise of provision. It's when you do the things that you ought to do for God. There are promises in the word of God for God to provide for you like he always has and he always will. Look at what God did for Israel. When they got hungry, he just put a Panera bread in the sky. Not really. But he rained bread out of the sky. Nutritious bread. Bread that fed every Israelite, three to five million of them. Bread that was nutritious enough to keep them on the next day's journey. And guess what? He rained it day after day after day after day. He rained it until they got so tired of it. They said, we're tired of bread. And so he said, okay, I'll send quail. And God provided quail 
quail they ate, the Bible literally says, until it ran out their nose. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something this evening. Sitting right in your house, right wherever you are. You may be in your car. I don't know. But listen to me right now. If God can provide manna for Israel and God can provide quail when they got tired of manna. God can feed a prophet with a raven and in a in a lonely place. God can provide for you and for I. He is our provider. He is a God that has a provision for every need. When a man was thrown overboard in the Old Testament because he was running from God, his name was Jonah, God didn't need any help. He provided a fish to swallow him up and a fish to regurgitate him out on dry land because God had to get Jonah's attention. Where there's a need, where there's a need, you need to write it down. God will provide. There's a miracle of provision. I heard a story about a lady that was a, a single lady, and she had a child, and she was having a hard time, and she prayed and prayed and asking God. They could hear her praying in the neighborhood. She was such a prayer warrior. There was a guy that lived next door to her, and uh, he hated God. He didn't think much of God. So he said one day, he said, you know what? I'm going to fool her. And, and she was praying and praying for groceries and praying for provision. And, and so the, the guy next door, he, he, uh, he went down to the grocery store and brought about three bags of groceries and come back and set them on her doorstep. And, and when she came back, from where she had been, there was those three bags of groceries. He's hiding over in the bushes, going to see what she says. And she throws her hands up and says, Oh, thank you, Lord, for providing. Thank you that you provided. And he stepped out and stepped out to where she was. He said, Now, see there, God didn't do that. I did that. I went and bought those groceries and set them on your step because I wanted to see what you were going to do. And she said, Oh, Lord, thank you for even a greater miracle. You have caused the devil and taken his own money and provided for my family. So there it is. God, whatever way he may, will provide when you need him to. And if he has to... He'll make the devil pay the bill. Let me tell you, in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19, Paul said, My God will meet your needs according to his riches in glory, of his glory in Christ Jesus. He has the ability to take care of us. I thought it was such a fitting lesson tonight because here we are in the midst of a worldwide crisis and we are people of faith. And we understand what many people do not understand. David said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging bread. I hope you'll grasp that tonight. I hope you'll understand that my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ. God is the giver of good things. And he doesn't just provide, but he, he provides abundantly. He takes care of his people. It's important to notice something here, if you will. Well, God meets your needs, but God doesn't always meet our wants. I want that to sink into us this evening. God doesn't always, the difference between what we need, there is a difference between what we need and what we want. 
You may need clothes, but you may want designer handbags or or Air Jordans or you may want a, a suit that is very expensive, but there's a difference between what you need and what you want. You may need rest, but you're saying, I need a vacation, an all-inclusive resort by the ocean somewhere where the temperature is always 68 degrees. Let me tell you something. You have a need, but you don't always get your wants. You may need shelter, and God promised that. But you, you, that doesn't mean you're going to get the most beautiful house in the city with granite top countertops and wood floors and a 4K TV and a three-car garage and a boat and a, and a four-wheeler. and every, oh, We'd all like to have everything, but that doesn't mean God's going to give us our wants. But he did promise, I will provide your needs. I will take care of you. I tell you on this Wednesday evening, and I'm, I'm preaching to empty pews here, but I feel like I'm preaching to thousands this evening. God will provide for you. He will take care of you. He is bigger than your situation. And when you don't think he's going to show up, he is going to show up. The difference between what we need and what we want is a long stretch. But God is going to provide our needs. Amen. There are three principles of God's miraculous provision. Let me cover them quickly tonight. Here, here's the thing. I can quit when I want to, and you can quit when you want to. I'm not holding you here, and if you get tired, you can turn it off. So I'm just preaching to the walls here tonight, but I hope I'm getting some word in you that will stand the test of time over the next few days. When God guides, number one, here's, here's a principle of miraculous provision. When God guides, He always provides. Where when God guides, he always provides. Isaiah 58, 11 said, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. God doesn't provide for all your dreams, but he does provide for his plan and his will in your life. Some of you may think, well, God's not coming through for me. My house payment, my car payment, my vacation, all that. You know, I've, I've planned a vacation. I, 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 I just went ahead and bought that back when times were good, and now I don't have the money to pay. Or you may be paying off Christmas 2016. I don't know. And you may be saying, God's just not providing for my needs. I want you to recognize something today. God may have met your needs and you spent it on your wants. Be careful because when God supplies your need, put it toward your need, His provision isn't a get out of jail free card for our stupid decisions. We've got to be wise and we've got to take care of the right things in God's perspective and the plan and the will of God. Just because, just because God gave you something don't mean you, you can go off and you take care of your needs. I'm telling every one of you, take care of your basic needs. That's what God wants you to do. And when something's left over, then go have a good time. But the good news is when he directs you, he provides for you. Let me tell you, when Abraham, when God spoke to Abraham and he said, I'm going to give you a son. And he spoke to Sarah. It was a joke to Sarah. She lied because she was 
way too old to have a baby. And here's Abraham. He's a hundred and Sarah's ninety. And they're promised a child. For years they had wanted a child. For years they had no doubt prayed for a child. But God finally, literally gave them, guess what? A miracle provision. God provided a son for them, and that was a miracle. And and in raising the boy, God puts Abraham to the test. And he says, I want you to take your son, your only son Isaac, and I want you to take him to the top of Mount Moriah, and I want you to offer him as a sacrifice. Do you realize the heart of that daddy who was about to take his only son to the top of a mountain and kill him? But he did it. You know, I love the scripture in the Bible that said Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. He didn't stagger. He took Isaac and he gathers up the wood. I want you to get a mental picture this evening. They're walking up the mountain and, and little Isaac, he's, he's, he's about a 12-year-old boy here and, and he's got the wood and he's, no, he's been with daddy before. He knows daddy's about to offer a sacrifice and he says, hey, dad. We've got the wood here, and we've got the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And, and Abraham, the man of faith, the man that stood tall in faith, he said, Son, don't you worry. God will provide himself a lamb. God's going to provide himself. I believe it was prophetic because God did provide himself a lamb. He became flesh as the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But it was also prophetic for the top of that mountain because when Abraham and Isaac got there, let me tell you that that Isaac was laid on the altar and and Abraham had everything. He was he built the altar, laid Isaac there, and, and was about to kill him. Even took his knife out and raised his hand and was about to take Isaac's life when the angel of God steps out and said, Oh, no, 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 no. And God, God caused a ram to be caught in the bushes. And, and he said, Now I know, Abraham. But let me tell you, God provided a ram in the place of his only son. I feel the Holy Ghost while I'm preaching to you on this Wednesday evening. If you will do what God wants you to do and follow the plan of God in your life. When he gives you a a way, he will provide the way. When he gives you a cause and a purpose, he gives provision. The angel of the Lord will appear in your life, just like he did to Abraham in chapter 22 of Genesis. Abraham was living with his life fixated on the word of God and the will of God. How many times are we fixed and, and, and our minds are fixed? on something else but God is saying I want you to I want you to see what I have and if you will pursue his will his provision will follow remember when God directs your steps he always puts provision in your path when God guides you he always provides for you the second thing I want you to know this principle God miraculously multiplies what is given 
Remember the story of the loaves. You know, sometimes God does it all. God's got the ability. He doesn't really need me. And he doesn't really need you. What he needs is himself. But he calls on us to find out where our faith is and where our commitment is and where our dedication is. Miraculously, he will multiply whatever you give him. Sometimes God does it alone. He sent a fish to save Jonah or to pick up Jonah out of the the sea by himself. He rained bread of heaven by himself. There's a lot of things that I could tell you in the scriptures that God done by himself. But there are times when he asks you to do your part so that he can multiply what you give. When did God multiply the widow's oil? You want to know when it was? Only when she started pouring it up. When she had gathered up the containers and when she had when she started by faith, pouring the oil. When did God multiply the loaves and the fishes? Only when the disciples brought it to him and the boy had given it. God is expecting us to do our part before he can multiply what he has given us. Let me tell you right now, when you start offering God what you have. Now don't get me wrong, this is not a prosperity gospel that I'm preaching. I'm not preaching blab it and grab it and name it and claim it and you know, I don't you can't give a hundred dollars today and go out and your Toyota turn into a Mercedes Benz. That's not gonna happen. But here what here's what is going to happen. Whatever you do and recognize for God and give to God, He's going to bless it. And He's going to multiply it. And He's going to make it miraculously come to pass. God miraculously multiplies what you give. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 says this, and it's, it's a different translation, but hopefully you'll get it. This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farm which becomes bread for our meals is even more extravagant toward you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. So the principle, the principle of giving and God multiplying goes all the way back. It predates the law of the Old Testament. And then it is brought to pass in the New Testament. One of the best ways we acknowledge God as our provider is by worshiping Him with our giving. Our giving every time God gives us increase, He expects us to give back to Him. Tithing, it was already in my notes. I, I got it before Corona. And so I'm going to talk about it a little bit tonight. But when you give God 10% of your increase, it is, it is the blessings of God upon your life. Let me tell you something. I'd rather operate with 90% blessed by God than 100% not blessed by God. It is a principle where God can multiply. He said, in his word, give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, shall men run into, to give into your bosom. And this is what the word of God promises. <coughs> Pardon me. It's a, it's a promise of provision. When you give, God will give it back. He said in Malachi, he said, try me. Try me. I want that to stick in your mind tonight. Try me. You know what he's saying? Test me. 
Let me show you how big a God I am. When you will bring your tithe into the storehouse, he said, I will open the windows of heaven. I'll open the floodgates of heaven. I'll pour blessings upon you that you cannot even contain. So my, 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 my message to you on this Wednesday evening is that if you test God, somebody said, preacher, why are you talking about money right now? Only because God does. And, and somebody, somebody may say, well, you know, we, we, we're, we're in a crunch. We all are. But let me tell you what God's going to do. He's going to remember where you've been. He's going to remember where you are. He's going to bless you and keep you and take care of you. I am standing upon the promise of God promising you that this on this Wednesday evening our church has proven the principle of giving over and over and over and over. We've never had to take up money for a light bill. We've never had to take up money for a church note. We've never had we, we take up special offerings for special occasions because we ask people to give to those things. But you know what I found? When we open our hearts and we begin to bless God and we begin to give the miracles of provision come to this church and they come to God. I woke up early this morning and I thought, God, why should we even worry? You are in charge of all things. God knows everything about us all. And He has a miracle of provision in your life. So... What do we know? We know when God guides, He provides. And we know God miraculously multiplies what is given. And here's the third principle I want you to grab tonight. You might be part of God's miracle provision. 2 Corinthians 9 and 11 said, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, Paul said, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You know what? You have a chance to bless people and to bless those around you. You may be a part of God's provision all the time in this church. It happens. I watch people that are hurting and somebody will come by and say, Pastor, I'm going to give them a little offering. I'm going to help them. Is it? And you know what? There are people that get in rough times, but guess who steps up to the plate? You. Because God uses you. And when God uses you, you become a part of the miracle. Faith asks, what if I run out? But faith, excuse me, fear asks, what if I run out? But faith asks, what do I have to give? Fear says, I don't have enough. But faith says, my God is more than enough. Fear says, I can't afford to give. But faith says, 90% with God and a blessing is better than 100% without God's blessing. And God will meet every need of our life according to His riches and glory. Why do you think it's in the Scripture? It's more blessed to give than it is to receive because it feels good when we give to people and people that are hurting, people that are that are despondent. I'm not talking just about money. I'm talking about in prayer. I'm talking about in, in support. I'm talking about in love. I'm talking about just giving to God and giving the things of God to them in their life. God will meet every need according to His riches and glory. I love the Scriptures. The Scripture said He will give it abundantly. Above and, and beyond anything you can ask or think, 
God will supply. Over and over and over in my own life, I'm telling you, God has miraculously provided for me, for my family, for this church, for those around me. I wish the congregation was here right now because there'd be many hands of praise going up. And I hope that's what's happening wherever you are right now. Thank God for the miraculous power of provision in our life. He will provide. So in this time of trouble in our land, let me turn you to the God who knows exactly where we are. And let me tell you that His Word will never fail. You know what the Scripture said? Heaven and earth may pass away, but He said, My Word will not pass away. I'm standing on the Word of God when I tell you, put God in the center of all that you are and all that you're about to do or have done. Put Him in the center and let Him become the provision of your life. He'll help you in those lonely hours. He'll keep you when the world's on fire and darkness veils the sun. He will help you. And so as I come to a close this evening, I hope you'll gather somewhere in your home and pray and say, God, we're dependent on you. We're going to give our best to you so that you can give your best to us. We're his children. We're his bride. I love you all. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for being part of our online church this evening. Give, love, pray. Don't quit serving God. If ever a time we needed God, we need Him now. If ever a time we need to turn to God. Oh, if America could only see that every answer is in Jesus Christ. Oh, if the world could only know the hope that we have and the provision that He makes. The miraculous things of God. I love you this evening. I know I haven't spoken very long. I intended to try to keep it short, but hopefully you can take these things. On your, on your study guide, there's some questions and it, at the bottom or some things to talk about, and it just says, talk it over. When we close this service and we shut off our online service, how about gathering some folks around you and talk it over and say, what has God done for you? What has God done for you? What has God done for you? Has He ever showed up in the nick of time? Has He ever rained manna in your life? Has He ever been there when you didn't know where the answer was coming from? The miraculous provision of God. I believe in miracles. And I hope you do. May God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you Sunday by way of internet. Serve God with all your heart.